Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Design's podcast on power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. and today I've got Jonathan Duchin. He's the CEO of Solagent. They're a uh, solutions provider for uh, solar uh, system installations from uh, residential to industrial, and we're going to talk about the marketplace and uh, where he sees it going. So, hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I am doing very well. Uh, I, I'm very lucky to be in a place right now that although it's snow everywhere, uh, I'm warm where I am, so I can, I'm ahead of a lot of people right now. So how are you doing? Doing quite well. I think uh, well, I'm in California, but uh, we're actually very lucky. We've had a, literally a drought for a year, and uh, today it's, it's pouring down rain. So uh, I actually think that's a really good thing. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. California definitely needs rain. Well, one of the things we're going to talk about is something California has a lot of, uh, but I mean, it could be used anywhere because it shines everywhere in that solar power, right? Absolutely. I think uh, yeah, that's the good news about the drought. Aside from not having rain, you certainly have more sun than uh, than, than a typical year. So it's uh, it's been phenomenal for that. Now, where where is your perspective on the marketplace. How does uh, Solagent's solutions fit in to what's going on right now? And, and um, <laughs> let's, let's step back a little bit and talk about the app. Start it by uh, giving us a little bit about the application space within solar that you serve, and then tell us about what you're doing within it. Absolutely. So first, I mean, Solagent is the largest pure play solar distributor uh, in the United States. We distribute residential uh, and commercial equipment for pretty much any project you could imagine. Um, we've been doing this for 33 years, uh, and we've been supporting entrepreneurship and about 4,500 dealers for that 33-year period, uh, basically trying to help solar grow across the whole United States. Um, you know, the market itself and where we believe that's going to be, we've watched over this 33 years the ups and downs, uh, but over the last <clears throat> over the last five years, we've seen enormous shifts in our market. Uh, and as such, today, we see about 10 to 13 states which are online. You often hear about California, you hear about Hawaii, you hear about New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Connecticut, uh, but we're starting to see a whole bunch more states come online. And what we expect in the market is significant growth in a whole plethora of new states as the cost of equipment uh, drops drastically, the cost of financing comes down significantly, and we remove soft costs and help our dealers remove soft costs from the installations. You start to see that solar is exceedingly feasible in, you know, in, in multiple states. And over the next 12 to 14 months, you'll see that number of states go from, you know, today 10 to 13 to literally up into the 30s and high 30s and the 40s uh, and uh, into 2016. So you'll see significant growth across the market in a meaningful and powerful way. It really is unprecedented compared to the past track record of solar in the United States. And so if we thought the market was big today, uh, we firmly believe that that's going to be significantly changing and opening up across the U.S. Well, I think I think we really reached a tipping point there. Now, um, that is I mean, when you say that it's really uh, important to to think about how far it's come because there used to be significant hurdles to installing. I mean, can you can you describe some of the hurdles that have recently been overcome that allow things to happen and what hurdles still need to be overcome to further reduce these soft costs and other uh, burdens to uh, implementation? Absolutely. So there is a plethora of technical hurdles that have been overcome with technology 
uh, with technology changes with, you know, the way you install racking, with uh, the way solar panels will slip into uh, certain aspects. But, but some of the most meaningful changes have taken place on the soft cost side. And what I mean by soft cost is that the process of actually going about uh, doing all the process, the paperwork, the financing, and all of these aspects uh, can be drastically brought down. Soft cost for uh, soft cost for solar, and especially for mom and pop to even large scale size solar companies, represent two thirds of the cost of installing solar. Um, and so, one of the things that we've very much been focused on uh, is something we call solar engine, which is the basically giving the back office ability that we have that we've had for 33 years to dealers across America who need help with some of the paperwork, need help with some of the permitting would like to choose the best financial option for themselves and their customer. Uh, and we bring all of those types of things to bear to reduce that soft cost, which, in all honesty, adds significantly more profitability to our dealers while also giving a better price to their customer. And so it makes both parties significantly more uh, well-off. Well, you know, and obviously that makes all the sense in the world, John, because falling prices uh, don't just benefit the uh, consumer – they benefit the, uh, the the dealer that benefit the middleman because the more front-end cost there is, the less opportunity is for people to make a profit, and then prices become too exorbitant, and then nobody wants to buy the technology. That's exactly right. And, and, and the biggest thing that we can do is we can help bring down the cost so that there's margin for our dealers, but then there's also a much more feasible uh, project for the customer. And so we're very much part of that value chain that allows – that allows um, essentially the expansion of solar in the United States. We have the largest logistics network that we're able to bring down costs on that. Um, we, have, uh, we have one of the largest installer bases where they share uh, and help each other learn to install in different areas and actually communicate on how to do some of these things. Um, and then we also have, uh, you know, essentially some of the most – you basically need a grouping of services uh, in this space that really helps drive that as well. I mean, what you see is you see you see a difference between you know essentially uh, I guess in essence it's it's a complex industry where there's a few things that really drive it which are not necessarily native to uh, to local dealers in certain states and which are needed to help them expand and so that's what we try to bring to the table with our size and give to all of our dealers to make sure that they can expand which then brings lower prices and proliferation of solar and what you'll find is that our our management team and and those that we surround ourselves with on this team um, are exceedingly passionate about making a difference in the world. So they're all here um, because, A, they believe in solar, but, B, what they really believe in is empowering, a, uh, empowering an economy around solar and also growing something that makes an impact. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to see how the economics tie into the values and how the values help us proliferate what we're doing. Right now, um, let's say let's let's start at like a lower end installation, like uh, someone's roof. Let's say they've got about say 15 by 20 foot square space. What's the current energy density you can can you throw into that for a household? You know, I, in all honesty, really I, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know right off the top of my head um, on the exact on the exact example of something of that nature. A typical household in the United States uh, where you have a typical roof size is usually somewhere between uh, 4,000 watts or 4 kilowatts uh, and 6 kilowatts. And that's a typical uh, roof that you would see. Um, and, and that basically is enough power to give them 
close to the power that they need for their whole house. If in some cases not, you know, actually more. Um, and that's when that metering law has come into play and then actually help, uh, help significantly with regards to, um, allowing them to offload some power and use some power depending on, uh, depending on what time of day it is and how much they need. Understood. And actually about 5K was what I was guessing for like an average household kind of installation. So at least I know that I'm in the ballpark there. Now, what kind of about hybrid systems? I mean, why don't people do solar like 5K of solar and then throw up a 5K wind generator, which nowadays isn't that big? Wouldn't, wouldn't a hybrid system help out? Or do you get involved in that? Or do people ask about that? Absolutely. So I mean, a lot of what we do uh, around the fringes are battery backup packs. Right, so you know, traditionally people have done generators so that if power was lost, they would have a generation solution. We we actually do have a whole off-grid uh, focus where we actually give backup battery power systems uh, to homeowners or to businesses, uh, and actually drive uh, drive you know, I guess for them uh, the ability to have a backup system while also having solar, so a solarized backup system uh, when power when power goes off or such. So we do those types of things. Um, <clears throat> We also do the pairings uh, and actually encourage pairings of a new HVAC system uh, with with solar. I mean, a lot of what we do is we can work with multiple roofers uh, and uh, and uh, HVAC companies across the United States and give them solar as a piece of their offering uh, because it's our core competency and they're already they're already selling um, energy efficiency or a new roof and so we're able to give them that. But these these are natural pairings to go with solar uh, and uh, and obviously. Um, there's alignment with, with the savings you can get from either installing a roof and solar at the same time or an HVAC system and solar uh, because they offset their energy uses. So um, there's, there's a lot that can be done on that end. Exactly. And I'm in complete agreement with you, John. Now, l- let's look a little bit big picture now. They st- we start talking about things like the smart grid and the Internet of Things. Um, do you foresee much logic coming into your systems, or do you think that's going to be controlled externally, or how do you see that whole uh, interface with the grid and all of these separate power sources play out? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think, so, I, I think the logic that overlays on top of uh, these systems is absolutely critical, and so there, there's a whole bunch of places that's at play. Um, the first and most simple place is realistically the monitoring of the solar system to know uh, exactly how much energy it's outputting, uh, when you're using it, what your, what your habits are like. Um, the second is actually you can do monitoring, monitoring at the house level, and you can actually know what devices are using electricity, how you can actually manage your scenario, and what you might actually want to replace. So there's a whole bunch of different monitoring solutions there. But then you've got the, the data, the, I guess the technology that would overlay, let's say, a backup battery system or just a battery system in general. And in a lot of those cases, the better that technology that sits on top of that battery, the more cost savings the consumer will have because the technology can actually know, oh, it's peak period right now, you know, therefore we should discharge the battery now, and then, oh, it's, you know, now we're at the lowest period, we should recharge the battery, and all of a sudden your battery starts arbitraging grid rates so that you're getting, you're basically discharging at the highest rate, and at the same time, you're picking up power at the lowest rate, and you start to hedge and actually lower your home's energy costs. Uh, and, and if you did it at a large enough scale, you could theoretically make money doing it. Uh, and so right. there's but a whole bunch of technology. <laughs> well, time-shifting power is actually at the core of a lot of 
companies right now that want to sell grid stiffening to the municipalities. So time shifting in the household makes all the sense in the world. Yep, and we are, you know, I suspect we will have a product in that arena very specific to that time shifting uh, in the next few months. Excellent, excellent. So, John, I'd love to keep chatting, but uh, we unfortunately don't have all day, uh, but we're definitely going to bring you back to chat about it some more. But I always give my guests an opportunity to give a last word to the audience. So what are your final thoughts on this for now that you'd like to share with the audience? I think the big, the big place that, uh, that Solgen and myself stand for at the end of the day, what, what we really think about all day long, is how do we take a market uh, of 4,500 independent dealers, entrepreneurs, people trying to make a difference in solar and actually empower them to make a difference. And we think about it, you know, I, I think the question is, you know, what technologies can you bring to the table and how do you actually create new technologies that drive that? What financial, uh, financial instruments do you have to bring and how do you do that? And then also, you know, essentially, what does this mean for a U.S. economy and how do you actually encourage the growth of the U.S. economy through this because it's such a big it's such a big industry, and it can do things. Things. So if I were to leave that thought, which is basically, you know, how do we actually make, it's more of a question, how do we actually make something that could be game-changing, game-changing? And that's just kind of what, what we think about all day long at Sologen and what is such a crux of what we do. And so there's, there's all these different ways we talked about today to drive that, and what we're doing is we're organizing that and providing that to the entrepreneurs of the United States who are driving it on a local level. I'd say that that's, that's what's most important to us. Well, wow, John. That's a, and it's a very um, positive statement as well, which is always uh, nice to hear because, unfortunately, uh, solar was on the ropes for a while because of uh, various um, bickerings among people with uh, short-sighted ideologies, I believe. But it's really be, uh, being apparent where solar is going, and it's really nice to hear that people like you are involved moving the ball forward. Well, thank you, and uh, and I think if you if you met uh, our whole team, you'd find a bunch of excited, intelligent people that are that are pushing the envelope, trying to bring the best solutions to a lot of these uh, to a lot of people who are on the front lines, actually trying to literally put them on the roof, install them, and do it do it in the most efficient way so they can keep keep growing the market and keep uh, keep protecting the environment. So the short of it is, we're we're pretty excited about what we do, um, and the industry is even though it's been around for 33 years for at least us. We believe it's still really young, and over the next five years, it's going to be the industry to follow. I agree with you, John. So thanks again for coming to the show. We'll definitely bring you back, but for now, we're going to have to close. So thanks. Thank you. Oh, the pleasure's mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to listen to us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day. <laughs>